It's your lifestyle specialist, Kenny Burns, reporting live from Miami with the beautiful black and positively golden 2023 change leaders. Give me a round of applause for my next guest, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Dr. Garrick Bollier. <laughs> Haitians, stop, I say. You supposed to finish that? Naboule. Hey, I know he's Haitian for real when he responds like that. How are you? Doing good, man. It's an honor to be here. Thank you excited? You. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I'm very excited. Well, very excited. You, you kind of, you know, you, you made a video. It's not like they didn't choose you. They just didn't go and just pluck you out of somewhere random. They chose you because you made an awesome video and you highlighted your purpose. Yep, yep. How does that feel? It feels great. It feels um, like an honor to, to be recognized for doing um, and living in my truth, living in my passion, and living in my purpose. So it's, it's amazing. I have to know. I need to know. When did you become a doctor? Uh, I just graduated back in October 22. What degree? What degree did got, we get? I got my PsyD in clinical psychology. Clinical psychology. If you need any one-on-one -on -one time, he's charging $2.99 <laughs> an hour. And we have about two more hours to go. Do the math. But what does it mean to you to be recognized as McDonald's 2023 Black and Positively Golden Change Leader? Um, it's really, it's very humbling, you know, to, like I said, to be recognized for the work I've done in the community, the work I've done in the field, um, to connect with, you know, a lot of, you know, beautiful and smart and talented, like under 30 something black people, you know, doing what they gotta do within their respective fields. Um, and I'm just excited for the opportunity that McDonald's has gave me and, you know, speaking on your platform and just, I'm just excited for the future. We're going to amplify it. That's one thing we're yeah, going to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for that. What is, what is your passion and what are your passion points? Yeah, so like I'm passionate about mental health, you know, just being a black man, um, being a Haitian, Africa, uh, Haitian American, you know, you know, mental health is not really talked about in, in my culture nor in my community. Facts. Um, so I just wanted to do my part and um, use, my, use my purpose, use my platform to change that stigma, um, destigmatize, you know, what mental health is. You know, mental health should be as important as your physical health and your spiritual health. You know, I feel like in the black community, we try to like choose one or the other. Right, and especially as men. Exactly, yeah. You know, like, oh, you know, going to the doctor, you know, to see a physician, if you need surgery, you're gonna go there. You know, you're not gonna go to church to pray. If you need to get Facts. spiritual, you know, with your faith, you're not gonna go to see a physician. You know, don't let that saying? go over your head, ladies and gentlemen. So, when if you get sick, you have to go to the doctor, not the church. You know, and you know, like when you try, like like when you trying to lift weights, when you trying to get stronger and lose weight, you're not gonna go to church. You're gonna go to the gym. You, you know? keep mentioning the church. Why do you keep saying that? Yeah, because in the black community, we typically tend to lean on our faith. You know, when we are faced with issues, and and when we face when we are faced with issues. Um, and our mental health issues, you know, and I'm trying to let people know that you can do both. You know, you can have a relationship with God and see a therapist. Um, you can have so. a relationship with God and see a therapist. You Come know. on now, we taught certain things, we have to break these cycles and you're doing that. Yeah. So tell me about your dissertation and how you came up with the topic. Yeah, so I'm assessing vicarious trauma in black people who never experienced police violence. So um, I'm, I fortunately enough has, have never been a victim of physical police violence. Never? You know? Never. But tell me about this dissertation. Um, so essentially just, you know, obviously, you know, through the pandemic and, you know, George Floyd and, you know, just different um, black people, you know, having their deaths recorded, that was always going viral on right. social media, Twitter, Instagram, you know, and you don't see it on purpose. Sometimes you just see it on your timeline. Right. Which you know, is disgusting, by the way. Can we please yeah. get rid of social media? I'm going to definitely touch on that in regards to seeing um, that 
But I started feeling traumatized by seeing other black people getting killed. And that was a unique experience because I was never a victim of police violence. So how am I, a person who was never a victim of police violence, getting traumatized by seeing other black people killed. Like, because it, it's, repet it's repetitive, it's, you see it all day long. Yeah, but it makes sense for somebody who was a victim of police violence to be traumatized because you're triggered. Facts. But I was never, but there's no triggering point for me. Yes, but the thing is, you know, and I wanted to, I, really, I wanted to understand if other people felt the way I did. Um, and within, within the field of psychology, within research, you can never make a claim until, it's in, you, have, until you can, Prove empirically, got it. you know. So you gotta do the research. You gotta do the study to prove that this is a thing. I can't just say this is a thing without showing the evidence. Throughout my dissertation, I collected data, and you know, I assessed it, I analyzed everything, and I discovered, you know, shockingly, that you know there is a correlation between black people and vicarious trauma. Um, vicarious trauma, in other words, is to be indirectly traumatized by somebody else's experience. You know, so that was the key point: not being primarily traumatized, but vicariously traumatized. Um, and as a result, I also discovered that black women were almost two times as likely to be more traumatized, vicariously traumatized than black men. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was shocked as well. But um, yes, through my, my study, black women were almost two times as likely to be vicariously traumatized. And um, there is a correlation of the more you see a video of a black person being killed, the higher likelihood of you being vicariously traumatized, you know? So I wanted to really make this a thing so people can talk about it more. And with, within vicarious trauma in itself, you can use that term to assess other sources of trauma to see what other um, areas can people be vicariously right. traumatized. Because right. you don't have to experience the trauma to be traumatized. And that was really the, the point I was trying to make and um, the thing I actually discovered. I think you should fight for legislation to ban certain type of videos. People always, like, because I, I really agree with your dissertation because you are not only desensitized sexually when you're looking at all the availability on social media. Like, I, I was wondering, I was having a conversation with my sons, I'm like, does that not, like, turn you off at some point? Yeah. They're like, absolutely. Like, we don't even pay attention. Like, how don't you pay attention to a beautiful woman anymore? Because you mm -hmm. see it all day long. Violence. It's almost like, like, I, I get such anxiety when I see, and they post it all the time. I mean, my Explorer page, have you been to your Explorer page lately? The Explorer page isn't even, you're liking anything. It's what they want you to see. Yeah, George Floyd, um, his video, uh, the, uh, the video of his death, had 2.5 million views within 12 hours. Crazy. And I believe that you can still talk about police violence, you know, um, police killing black people without showing the videos. And I feel like that needs to be, you know, like within social media, you know, um, you know, there's things when it, with like nudity and things like that. You can't post like porn or whatever. Like that should be the same thing when it comes to posting videos of people dying. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like they can, they can definitely increase, you know, the, the limitation and in in restrictions on things that are acceptable to post, things that are allowed to post because that can, you know, vicariously traumatize you no by continuously seeing it and seeing it over and over again. Well, we love the dissertation. We love the thought process. As a change leader, how do you hope to inspire future leaders? Um, I hope to inspire, you know, just more black people to get in the field of mental health, more black people to think about their mental health, um, more black men to go to therapy. I go to therapy myself. Um, more black men to um, join the field of mental health. Um, we're needed, you know, we need to be visible. Um, 
being in my being in the field, I, if I can get a dollar for every time a black man said I was their first black male therapist, right. you know, I'd be a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? I'd yeah. be rich. Um, and the thing is, it's just, it's so humbling and so beautiful to to be somebody's first black male therapist and also really break down the walls of what therapy is because so many people think you're just laying on the couch just you know talking whatever but like therapy is a conversation kind of just like this yeah you know what i'm saying therapy don't have to be really you know all you know robotic and things like that it flows it's a conversation you know we're just talking and you know it's natural it's it's natural it's organic and that's what therapy is therapy isn't you know, just tell me about feelings. Let's talk about trauma. No, yeah. you could talk about good things. You know, you could talk about funny things. I crack jokes in, in my therapy room. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's all about the therapist's personal style and culture. Um, and that's why it's important for black people. I believe black people should see a black therapist because yeah. that cultural piece changes the whole dynamic of everything. Yeah. You know what I'm they saying? They can identify. Like, you can identify, you can connect with somebody. Yeah. What's understood don't have to be explained. Exactly. It's kind of just like, it's natural. So again, kind of like this conversation we have. See, I don't even know you. <laughs> I don't even know you either. The dream you know is real. Like, Congratulations. Yeah. Make some noise for Garrick, ladies and gentlemen. Let them know where they can find you. Um, you can follow my mental health page, Psych Me Out, P-S-Y-C-H-M-E dot O-U-T. Uh, you, can follow, you can follow my personal Instagram, at underscore... I knew it was coming. It's, I knew it was coming. It's dot, G, dot, exclamation mark, dollar sign. At underscore, it's G94. Cool. Listen, Garrick, we are rooting for you. And ladies and gentlemen, you can find all of our amazing black and positively golden change leaders at mcdchangeleaders.com. mcdchangeleaders.com. Make some noise for Dr. Garrick, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Love. Black men should hug more. <laughs>